We gather today as people beloved by God. We gather as people who are created in God's image of love and compassion and hope. We gather as people who have been called by God to shine God's love to all people, every single one. We gather today as people who may not be physically together, but we are all the body of Christ, united in love and hope. As a sign of our unity in faith, together we remember that we have been baptized. Our baptism reminds us of the close relationships we have been called to, a relationship with God, with each other, and with our neighbor. It reminds us that without earning it or proving ourselves useful in any way, God claims each of us and God will continue to claim us. Remember that before we could choose God, God chose us. Before we could know God, God knew us. And even when we do not choose God, God chooses us, loves us, and forgives us. So at this time, I invite you to dip your finger in a bowl of water and trace the sign of the cross on your forehead or on your family member's forehead. As you do so, say you are a beloved child of God. Now, one of the gifts of faith is the regular opportunity to speak the truth, and we get things wrong. We encourage, God encourages us to admit we are not perfect, to confess the ways we have done harm by things we have done, and by things we should have done but did not do. One of the greatest other great gifts of faith is the regular opportunity to, to hear good news. You are still loved. You are forgiven. And you are encouraged to keep trying and keep living with all your heart. Today we practice and we encourage everyone to confess the many ways we have not lived up to God's hope for us and even our hopes for ourselves. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say we have made no mistakes or believe we are perfect, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our mistakes, our selfishness, our greed, our racism, our hard-headedness, or whatever else we have done, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our actions, our thoughts, and our deeds, and remove our guilt and shame that we might be made new. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you and against our brothers and sisters in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our mistakes, 
our missteps, lies, and even racist beliefs. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, you are forgiven. And in your forgiveness, you are free to keep living, and keep trying, and keep learning. And most importantly, you are free to love and serve your neighbor, especially those in need. Amen. In the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You may have all the rest. Give me Jesus. Oh, when I come to die. Oh, when I come to die, oh, when I come to die, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you rest. Give me Jesus. And when I want to sing, and when I want to sing, and when I want to sing, give me Jesus. Give me Hub, if you want to unmute your mic. Hi. Yep, now you're on. Yep, perfect. Not hearing anything. Hub? Hub, are you on? Pastor Scott, I can't hear you either. I think he's frozen. I think oh, it's. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Sherry, do you want to read the gospel for us? Oh, oh. He's, he's coming back. 
Are you there, Hope? Yeah. Do you want to read the gospel okay. for us, Sherry? Unfortunately, Hub, your internet connection has been bad, and we lost you there. Can you hear me? He's not unmuted. You want to unmute and give it another go, Hub? We, uh, your internet connection went down. Yeah. Oh, it's still not. It's still not mm -hmm. working. Should should he maybe uh, take the video off? Yeah. Hmm. And then unmute my unmute your mic. There we Try go. Try it now, Hub. Nope. I don't think it's gonna work. Uh, Hub, I'll just I'll just say it, okay? We'll try it next time. Okay, um, the reading, gospel reading comes from Matthew 16, 13 to 20. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Say, uh, many of you know that Pastor Sherry was ordained this past week on Thursday night, and uh, we had about, I think, 80 or so people that Zoomed in, and I know many of you were there. I also know that we had some uh, technical difficulties with the Zoom call. Uh, but I know that you all would have been there in real life had uh, it been a normal situation. So just could you just unmute and give some cheers and applause to Sherry and welcome her officially as not only our installed pastor, but hey. as an ordained pastor. Could you just... Hey, Sherry. I can tell a difference already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So much more professional now. <laughs> I just was getting just feelings all over every time she opened her mouth. I just knew that that would help. <laughs> it's, it's so good to have that new pastor glow because it's clearly worn off of me a long time ago. Oh, I just, <laughs> we weren't going to say anything. We weren't yeah, going to say mute, anything. Mute your mic because you've, you're gonna, you've got too many things to say and we just can't have that anymore. So. All right. Uh, we are really proud of you, Sherry, and we are really grateful to have you here with us. So thank you and congratulations. Let us pray. 
Gracious and loving God, stir up your holy power this day and come. Send your spirit into our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our ears, that we might hear a word for us today anew, and that we too might then live out that which we believe. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I would uh, venture to say that many of you, like me, are disappointed that we're still not together in our sanctuary. And this morning, I am really bummed out because this would have been a great text, a great story to do sort of more interactive kind of conversations about. And we might try that on Zoom someday, but we're not going to try it this morning. Although, if we would have, uh, I think there would have been some really great questions to ask about this story here in Matthew 16. I think we would have asked a bunch of questions like, why in the world do, think, do people think that Jesus is like some dead old prophet like Jeremiah? I mean, certainly Jesus was prophetic, but why in the world do we so often long for the good old days to have some old prophet be resurrected instead of looking to the future? which is something that we do. It would have been interesting to ask, why do people think that Jesus is like a prophet? He certainly is prophetic, but why Jeremiah and where, why Elijah? The, the second question that it might have been interesting to ask is, what does it mean that on this rock, Jesus will build his church? Is Peter like some specific person on which Jesus will build the church? Many of you already know that the word Peter in Greek means rock or rocky. I often like to think it means that Peter is hard-headed, which is certainly the truth in the gospel. He is a little bit of a blockhead. But what is Jesus really getting at here? Is Peter the central character or is Jesus? And what does it mean that Jesus will build his church on this particular rock? And then I might have asked the question, what in the world does it mean that things that are bound on earth are also bound in heaven? Do things that happen here in regular daily life have some impact on a heavenly, spiritual, eternal place? And how is our present reality connected to a deeper spiritual reality? And what in the world does that mean for how we live? How important are our daily interactions with one another? Are they so important that what we do here and now has some implication into eternity or some spiritual implication? And what do you think about that? And then I think what would have been most interesting would have been to ask, who do you say Jesus is and why? And this is, of course, the very central question of the entire gospel story, all four of them. Who is Jesus, and what difference does it make? And more importantly, what difference and significance does it make for your life? And I would guess, if we were to actually ask this question, who do you say Jesus is, and we had the opportunity together to answer the question, I would bet that we would get a pile of different answers. And many of them would be, of course, right out of the gospel story itself. But of all these questions, and one of the ones that struck me the most, however, is the one at the end of the story. And I don't know if this one uh, struck you, but here's the question that caught my attention and the one I want to focus on for just a few minutes. Why in the world does Jesus say at the end of this story, don't tell anybody? I mean, that's the, one of the weirdest things. If Peter really did get this right, that they've been traveling with Jesus for all this time, and Jesus pauses in Caesarea Philippi, which is this 
interesting economic location in the Middle East at the time. It's a port city. And Jesus turns and says to the disciples, all right, who do people say that I am? What's my identity? And they say, well, some say the prophets, some say like Elijah, some say maybe John the Baptist. And Jesus says, who do you say I am? Peter gets it right, at least on the surface. You are the Messiah. So then why in the world does Jesus say, great, don't tell anybody? Has it ever grabbed you? It really grabbed me this week. So one of the interesting things is that fancy scholars, and there are lots of fancy scholars, have a term for this. It's primarily focused on Mark's gospel, where this idea of don't tell anybody is more prominent. But even in Matthew, it's a recurring theme. And the fancy term for this don't tell anybody is called the messianic secret, uh, which I think sounds a little more um, exciting than maybe it really is. I know that when I've asked this question before, why does Jesus say at the end of the story, don't tell anybody? One of the regular answers is, well, this is clearly reverse psychology at work. Don't tell anybody, because as soon as you tell somebody, okay, I got a secret, don't tell anybody, your first reaction is to do what? (laughs) Find somebody to tell. (laughs) And I actually think that maybe that's possible, uh, but it does actually seem a little bit silly. It it does actually seem plausible, but it sort of seems a little out of character for Jesus to use sort of reverse psychology, although I suppose it's possible. Anyway, lots of scholars have all sorts of fancy, really complicated reasons for why Jesus does this, Uh, but I have two that I think I find more persuasive these days, and I just want to share them with you as sort of a way of thinking about this story. The first comes from an African-American scholar named Mitzi Smith. And she is a professor of New Testament at Columbia Theological Seminary in Decatur, Georgia. And this is a plug. Her book, I Found God in Me, a womanist biblical hermeneutics reader, which sounds complicated, but the book is actually really good. Uh, It won a bunch of awards. If you're looking for something to read, go get it. But she says this. She says that Jesus is after the disciples' very lives, their behaviors, their worldly interactions, because they matter, both spiritually and earthly. In other words, the things that we say and do matter in both heaven and on earth. And she says this, quote, their lives will speak louder, more truthfully, and more effectively than their words. The answer is, by the life they live, a life of love for God, a life that loves the other as much as one loves herself, and a life in pursuit of justice and peace. On this rock thou shalt not build a prison nation. On this rock thou shalt not build a nation where millions of children are homeless and hungry. On this rock thou shalt not build churches that oppress the poor and women and turn a blind eye towards violence within gates and in the streets. In other words, what Mitzi thinks is that the reason Jesus says don't tell anybody is because he's not after their words. He's after the very behaviors that define the way they live. Speak what you know with your actions more than your words. Now, I like that because it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Oftentimes, words can be cheap 
and actions speak louder than words. Her simple answer for why Jesus says don't tell anybody is simply because he is after more than just what the disciples say. He's after what the disciples do. Caring for the poor, caring for the hungry, caring for the brokenhearted, living with humility, living with vulnerability, and living in such a way that it reflects the truth that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, I really like that. I don't know how that grabs you, but that one really grabbed me. It makes just a whole lot of sense. And I also have another little theory about this. I'm in school, and so I think of everything through the lens of school these days. And the way I think about this actually is that we are sort of end, coming close to the end of the semester. If we think that this has been Jesus' school with the disciples following and listening to Jesus up to this point in the story, we're just past the midterm point, and this is sort of Jesus' midterm pop quiz for the disciples as they're traveling down the road. And I think it's sort of like this. Jesus turns to everybody and says, who, does, who do you say, or who do people think that I am? And they give answers that people give, and they're like, those are the wrong answers. And Peter says, the right answer is you're the Messiah. And it is, that is the right answer. But it's kind of like in the next story, we find out that Peter gets the answer right, but he kind of gets it wrong. It's sort of like on the midterm quiz, if Peter knows that two and two is four, but when Jesus says, show me how many that is, he holds up this many. He like gets it right in the title, but he gets the content all wrong. He, he's trying to give the answer to the final test, even though they haven't read the last book of the semester. And what I mean by this is, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the king. He is the anointed one. That's what Messiah means. But Peter still thinks that what Jesus is going to do is rule in an earthly sort of way. Jesus is going to take over and be a king like King David was king or King Solomon was king. But that's not the place that Jesus wants to rule. Jesus wants to rule in some place that is far less temporal. Jesus wants to rule your heart. Jesus wants to rule in the very depth of your spirit and your soul and your very conscience and every single fiber of your being. And what does that mean very, very clearly and simply that Jesus wants to rule in your heart? It means that you live with compassion and with love and with humility and even with vulnerability and forgiveness. It's less about what you say and more about what rules in your heart and what comes out in what you do. What I think is interesting is how often we, in all sorts of different situations, look for old dead guys, especially those from the past, when things get rough. Oh, if we just had a Martin Luther King who would lead us. Oh, if we just had a JFK who would unite us. Or if Jesus must be like Jeremiah, the prophets of old, or some other future leader that just might save us. But think about this. What if the one who could save us was already back there in the past, here in the present, and leading out there in the future? Jesus tells Peter not to say anything because they haven't come to the most important part of the story where Jesus dies in vulnerability 
and rises again in humility. Jesus ruled yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Jesus says, don't say anything, Peter, because you don't actually know the rest of the story quite yet. You don't know the ending. You don't know where we're going. You can't quite imagine that Jesus ruled in the past, rules today, and rules into the future, and that that ruling has to do with love and compassion and not being an earthly king. And what it causes me to wonder about is what I imagine is what the world might look like if Jesus did actually rule in our hearts and our lives. And what I imagine is less about the world might say about that and what the world might look like if Jesus ruled in our hearts. Amen.
Thank you so much for that beautiful music. That was wonderful. Um, as we gather, we continue to do well in our giving in this time of COVID and it's just truly amazing the community we have here. So we appreciate that, continue to give. Um, if you have any questions about how to go about that, you can contact the office. Um, and if you have any questions, you can contact one of the pastors also, or Deacon Brian. So um, with that, let us continue with um, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and a life everlasting. Amen. Together we pray for all the people, those in our family, and in our community, and in our world. After each petition, we will respond, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of hope, we pray for our leaders and the decisions that they are making about our community and our country. Guide them, lead them, and give them courage to do what is right and good for all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of justice, we pray for the day when all people will be considered equal, when there will be no more hatred or fear because of our differences. Help us to learn from each other and to show and tell about your love to all that we meet. Trusting that you rule in our hearts and lives so that we can speak what we know with our actions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, we pray for doctors and nurses and healthcare providers, for principals and teachers, and all those who are working so hard to help those affected by COVID-19. We especially pray for the parents and the, and the kids that are preparing to go back to school, either in person or virtually. Give them strength for the upcoming days and weeks and months ahead. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of healing, we lift up to you those in our community who need your healing power today. We lift up Dan, and Kamla, Diane, Nancy, Joanne, Addie, Kathy, Dick, Craig, Alyssa, and Kelsey, Angie, Jason, Lois, for Kat and her family, Chad, Neil, Andy, Galen, Gary, Asher, Shelly, Jeannie, Bruce, Marcy, Tom, Maddie, Robert, Becca, Shalina, Kevin, for Mary, Doug and Abby, Norma, Beverly, Dick, 
Callie, Connor, Melvin. For Robin, Nelson, cousin of Fred Jensen, completed her chemo and stem cell transplant. Complete recovery, praise God for that. And for all those who are impacted by COVID-19, and for Tom, who is now doing much better with a liver transplant. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. At this time, I invite you to lift up any prayer concerns that you have by unmuting your mics or writing them in the chat box at the bottom of your screen. We pray for, from Jody. we pray for her friend Becky, who had a massive stroke and is now in hospice. Remember her family as they say goodbye to her. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And from Britt, for her daughter, Catherine, as she prepares for homeschooling. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Please pray for Danny and Daniel's friend, John, who was recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and started treatment this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. From Deacon Brian, he gives thanks for time with his family this past two weeks, and we pray for their safe return home today and tomorrow. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those seeking employment now, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In case as for a friend in labor with their first baby, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those affected by the fires and battling the fires in California, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For New Orleans, as they prepare for two hurricanes coming, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. From Virgil, prayer for his sister Bev as she prepares to move. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Sharon and Virgil, as they prepare to move, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Mary Beth Carlson with multiple myeloma, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those suffering with anxiety during this pandemic, 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear God, we, we lift these prayers to you, written, spoken, or unspoken, knowing that you hear our cries through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And with that, let us un everyone unmute their mics, and we will join in the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, Father, in heaven, Forgive us our trespasses. And we forgive those who trespass against us. And Thank you. 
How can you be on again? Or I was going to have him do the blessing. I don't know. I'm not certain he's still on the call, unfortunately. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Please receive this blessing. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you God's peace. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. So we have a few announcements. Um, first of all, we're going to be doing flu shots and they're going to be avail available October 4th. Um, just look for more details to come on that, how to sign up, that kind of stuff. It's going to be after church. Is that correct? Yes, so it will be after church and sounds like we'll have a sign up or some form of a way to do that um, safely. So just look for more details on that. Um, another thing that's happening, um, confirmation, but we had three kids that didn't get confirmed because of COVID. So we're going to have confirmation on September 20th at 4 p.m. It's gonna be an outdoor service, we hope, with weather. Um, and it will also be on Zoom, so just look for details later for that, too. I'm really excited for those girls. So uh, August 26th, we're going to have a town hall meeting via Zoom at 6 o'clock, and it's going to be an important conversation about a faithful response to racism. So please join us for that if you can, um, August 26th at 6 o'clock. And um, unfortunately, our movie night was canceled. Um, we were supposed to have it on Friday night. Deacon Brian and I went up to the church and um, it started to get really cloudy, um, some lightning, and so it was canceled. So look for a rescheduled date for that. We're hoping, we're really hoping that we can still fit that in and even that other, um, the walk that we're going to do too with families. So just look for that. Um, another thing I'd like to mention is um, Kay had mentioned in the prayers about mental health. Um, that the anxiety is really high right now during this time, please look at our resource page. We have a wonderful resource page. Um, just look at that and, you know, if you need any help, please feel free to give Kay or I or the, you know, Deacon Brian or Pastor Scott a call if you need to talk. Um, it's a difficult time right now for people. It, it truly is. So um, 
be especially mindful of that. Um, is there any other announcements? Pastor Scott, Deacon Brian, Kay? Can I ask a question? The shots that you're talking about, flu shots, uh, the date that you said that would be at the church with precautions taken, is that correct? Yeah, correct. so yeah, the current plan is that would be at Shepherd um, after it would start after church, you know, like after so that people would have time to wrap up church and get over to there over there. We'll have appointment sign up, like an online appointment sign up so that not everybody comes at once. We'll do paperwork out in your car and then just let one person in per nurse inside in a in a big area with masks and then we'll exit through a different door than we come in. So yeah, it'll be with precautions and we'll have appointments online ahead of time. All right, is there any other questions or any other announcements from anyone? planning to do a choir Zoom get together. Believe it or not, our church calendar has been very full <laughs> the last few um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. So we're looking at, um, unless somebody vetoes me now on staff, uh, Wednesday, September 2nd. I think that's a free day. And I'd like to have a choir, just a Zoom get together. We can check in. So um, more to come on that. Anyone's welcome, but I'll for sure send it to the choir and get it out in the um, email that Brian sends on Tuesdays and Thursdays too. Thanks, Emily. Kay, Tricia wants to know if you need any volunteers at all for your flu shots. Okay. Um, no, not right now. I'll let you know if I do, but you know, we're just going to try to keep it to a minimum, honestly, because of the precautions. But yeah, I'll let you know. But okay. right now, not that I'm aware of. Thank you, though. Yeah. Sure. All right, well, we'll be breaking out into our um, breakout groups if you guys want to hang on and do that. It's really fun to just to see each other and talk for a little bit. It doesn't have to be a long time, but just to kind of connect. Um, so if you can stay on, um, but before that, I'll give the benediction. Um, go forth in simplicity. Find and walk the path that leads to compassion and wisdom that leads to happiness, peace, and goodness. Welcome the stranger and open your heart to a world in need of healing. Be courageous before the forces of hate. Hold and embody a vision of the common good that serves the needs of all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God the Father and Son and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to serve and love the Lord. Thanks be to God.